Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by PromoCorner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we got to tell you about our fine sponsors for this episode. Good friends over at Brentwood Line, specializing in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets. A well-respected supplier known not just for their high-quality products, but also for their customer service. Brentwood Line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent, and they want to make sure that all of your expectations are met. So be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check out the latest and greatest products for all your outdoor needs. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Uh, why don't we say hi to Meg Erber. Meg the Terminator Erber. <laughs> Erber. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had a fun weekend this past weekend. We had a, a beach day with some promo folks, and uh, that was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it, got, it took us a really long time to get there, though. Like, the traffic was horrendous. So by the time we got there, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually meant to be there, and uh, my my sister planned uh, her son's birthday party this weekend instead of like next weekend. So Aww. I don't know what the planning was there, but had to miss the beach uh, the beach trip. So no, oh, that's okay. But I was with um, Laurie O'Shea Tish. I didn't know she's an e-promos. Oh, yeah. Meredith from Hit and Tony Absolutely. from Ariel. I was gonna say Sweeta, but he's not with Sweet anymore. So yeah, so yeah, it was a good time. Oh, that's the crew. We love Tony and Laura. <laughs> Lori, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> what were yeah. you saying, Jeff? No, nothing. Just, uh, oh. you know, if you said Tony was from Sweden, he might have murderized you. I know. Ah. I know. Okay. All right. Steve McFadden, how are you doing today? Fantastic. I'm... You look it. You look super <laughs> fantastic, man. Good. I'm so glad. That's 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 the the uh, the look I was going for today, Jeff. So good. Um, well, well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. And Jeff, yourself? I'm hanging in there, you know. Thanks for asking. Doing all right, uh, you know. Just trying to get through all the work. Super busy, which is uh, a really nice, uh, a nice thing, I guess. You know. Um, <laughs> but looking forward to getting through the work. That's for sure. Uh, well, we're joined today by a special guest, Tish, Tish Marshall uh, with ePromos. And uh, Tish, it's uh, really nice to have you on the show with us. We're going to talk about uh, sort of moving up from entry level to, to C-suite. And uh, but before we get into the topic, it is customary for us to give our special guests a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself, maybe tell us how you got started in the promotional products industry and what you've been up to since. So first of all, how are you? And, uh, and then take it away with the introduction. Thank you so much for um, having me on today. Um, doing okay, just kind of getting over uh, being sick this past week, but I'm pushing through. I got my PA light and I'm, I'm going. <laughs> there you go. Um, as you stated, I'm VP of Operations at ePremos. I've been with the organization for 19 years. And um, very much like the article I kind of described, I got into this industry by accident <laughs> uh, through a temping agency. And um, honestly, I thought I was going to be with the company for six months and 19 years later, I am still here, which is crazy. It was literally probably the funnest, most interesting job I've ever had ever. 
And I just literally got sucked in deeper and deeper, just kind of learning all of the different um, aspects of the business, of the specifically the organization with the e-promos. And I loved it. And I'm so glad I found it by accident. <laughs> well, listen, I, I don't know if a black hole is the best way to describe our uh, our industry, but uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Because one, you're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. You kind of get sucked into it and you can't get out. Uh, it is the, it's the greatest oh, yeah. industry there is out there. Uh, so yeah, we'll just call it the black hole. <laughs> yeah, it's like the greatest unknown known industry. It was like, what the heck? <laughs> right? right. And if so you're in it, you're like in this bubble and you're like, there is nothing else. How do you not know who we are? So, yeah, so Tish, how do you explain to your friends what you do? <laughs> oh, um, very, I mean, easily. I just say, you, you know, when you go to the bank and you get that, um, that pen or that mug or this t shirt you're wearing, that's part of what I do. I start from there and that kind of gives them some, mm -hmm. some visualization, some understanding. And then, you know, if they want more, then I go into the technical, you know, there's a supplier, there's a distributor, there's a client and all that good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> if we get that far. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, like you said, it's the most well-known, but completely unknown industry. And it's, you know, one of the largest out there too, 25 billion annually and, and growing. So pretty awesome. Well, like I said, we are here to talk today about sort of uh, entry level into the into the promotional product space and maybe working your way up to sort of C-suite. So um, first of all, Meg, you had mentioned there was an article, I believe. Uh, so why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about the article, Meg, and then Tish, you can chime in there. So the she basically actually talks in the beginning of the article about uh, the, the different ways that people get into this industry, which we actually talk about every time on the podcast. So I just thought that was pretty funny. But she goes over these five steps. And I want I want her to speak to that because I think they're really enlightening. And I think uh, I do have some questions in between. Um, so I would like to kick it back to Tish and just maybe have her tell us about those five steps that she goes, she uses um, in her life for this, this whole article and stuff. Before we do that, what, where is this article? Where can people find the article? Oh, it was on PPAI Media. I don't even have it up anymore. Sorry. That's why I was like, when you like threw it to me, I was like, I don't even have it up. Um, it was just really good. It was a really good article. Like she, she talked about the importance of doing work, active listening, um, I don't know. I don't want to like lead too much into it. So I want her to kind of talk about the five steps and then maybe we could ask her questions about it. I don't know. I think that might be the best way to do it. Cause it was really, it was really good. That's all. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, Josh, who's amazing and, Anne, who's thrown his leaving reached out and said, they're doing this new column, um, with PPAI and their, um, their media magazine. And I was, um, they asked me if I wanted to, you know, just share some of my expertise and thoughts being in the industry for a while and being, you know, in operations as long as I have. And I said, of course, I would love to. And so for the first article, I just kind of want to get it back to basics, right? Everyone, I feel like in this day and age, is like always looking for that thing, that gimmick, that quick start. And I just wanted to bring it back to, listen, you just got to do the work. You got to get back to the basics. You know, you can, you know, dress the pig, however you want to dress it many times, put lipstick on it, but it's really at the core. There's only certain things that you just have to do over and over to get to where you want to accomplish that goal, to reach that position, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And so for me, I tried to just pretend like, if I was talking to myself 19 years ago, what would I want to hear? What would help me, you know, move forward? The advice I would give to myself. And I just kept it pretty simple and pretty basic, you know, with the five steps. And the five steps I had in there was uh, kind of do the work. Like that is like, it seems so simple, right? It seems so easy. 
but that is a big step that people are missing nowadays. People just want it to happen and things it happens in a minute, but it doesn't, it, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes, you know, thoughts. It doesn't happen overnight. And so I just wanted to kind of emphasize that, like, it may be hiding in plain sight, but this is what you have to do to get to the next step, right? Do the work. Then of course, you gotta listen and solicit feedback super importance, right? Like you're doing the work, you gotta kind of pay attention, be observant, see what's going, see what work that you're putting in, what's being received, how people are receiving, how people are, are taking what you're giving them or doing, whatever the thing may be. The uh, third thing I would say is, uh, which is often very hard, execute, right? Because people have big ideas, always have ideas, we should do this, we can do that. But to actually put it pen to paper, to actually execute, to get, you know, a team of five people, two people, 10 people, 15 people to do what you want seamlessly together, rowing, you know, <laughs> playing the music well is really hard. So execution is key, actually getting it done. Um, and then of course, once you've kind of gone through those three, then you get to four, which is measure, right? You've done the work, you've listened, you've solicited, you've executed now you need to measure what you put put to work you can't do all that work and then not see how is this is this successful is this not successful do i need to tweak something you know that's super important to have that kind of data-driven information for your business and to be making those important business decisions for wherever you are in the organization from you know entry level all the way to executive is important all of these steps and then lastly step and repeat keep doing it over and over and over again you know sometimes you do something you work so hard you get so close and then you stop not realizing how close you are to the finish line but if you just kept on chugging a little bit more you would have gotten or yielded the results um that you were looking for so you know for me when i think of my career you know, I eat promos in this industry. Those are like the five things that come up over and over again that I know when I've overcame something that I've kind of gone through or followed or kept in the back of my my brain. I think that's in a really, it's a really great, like just stepping stone starting and a, and a great way, like a, a plan to follow. Um, you emphasize the importance of doing the work and not skipping steps in the process. Is there, could you maybe share a specific experience where through all the research and the preparation that you do, it led to maybe a successful project or decision? Ooh, let's see. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. I um, know. I was, because I was, when you were talking, I was, I, the whole doing the work thing really resonates with me because I think so many people try to skip the step, just get this outcome. And um, really quick story. When we, when I was at Jetline, we moved from New York down to South Carolina and I was hired to, you know, run a specific division, you know, customer service, maybe trade some salespeople. But when I walked into that production facility, it was like it was a madhouse and I, it was a little crazy. And I actually had to, my, my, my role changed and, and turned into a production, production manager. And I didn't know how to screen print or pad print or laser engrave. So I had to do the work. I actually had to learn how to burn the screens, learn how to use a manual, systematic uh, M&R machine, get into the laser engraving. I had to teach myself these things before I could manage employees to be able to do those things the same and, and figure out how things could go wrong to be able to fix them ahead of time and, and implement these things. So that really resonated with me. I'm, I'm a big advocate for doing the hard work and 
doesn't have to be always hard. There's an easy way and a hard way, but you got to put the work in. So that was my little story to your story. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just, I feel like your story triggered a story in my, and it's not really a story. I feel like it's just in general. So like in operations, right? You have a team, um, I oversee support, right? So we support sales, we support different divisions of the business. And very often, let's let's talk about a new hire. You get a new hire. In order for that new hire to be successful, you know, both parties have to put in the work, right? The new hire has to be motivated, coming in, but ready and willing to learn. And then as the employee, as the, the manager, you know, um, you have to be ready to train them, to mm. provide them with the tools to be ramped up to be successful. If you don't do that, then the results are not gonna be what you want, which is this employee who is now in a role that can successfully perform the duties that you want them to perform. So that's, I feel like a great example of, you know, I always say put in the work in the beginning so you don't have to clean it up at the end. You know what I'm saying? Write that SOP, you know, do that training. It's it's very easy to say, I'm gonna skip that step. But if you can do it in the beginning, then it'll save you so much time in the ending. So I have a I have a theory, Tish. I want you to tell me what you think. And this, this kind okay. of ties into going from our, I guess, smaller to C-suite scale, right? I think the biggest problem with our industry is people are too busy <laughs> doing the wrong work to allow themselves the space to grow with bigger business. What do you think about that? Hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong, <laughs> but I have a difference. I love this. <laughs> so this is, this is where I'm coming from and tell me if this helps explain. Okay. So I think when people get started in our industry, it's a, let's get everything we can. We need to be busy. You know, you need to survive, <clears throat> right? So you take on, more and more and more and more business and a lot of the business that people go after initially is smaller it's not most people don't start and they shoot for the moon right they don't start now some should based on how you're set up but a lot of people will gather every local restaurant every school like anything that's in their immediate vicinity families friend business all of that and then they're really busy and they have no space and time to even work on growing their business or going after big customers because they're too busy serving their client base that they got and they cap themselves um, because they now are stuck. They have no time capacity. They've got no space mm -hmm. to work in their own business or to grow. Um, and I think it prevents you from going from that entry level business to, to work on that C-suite business or even to go after it. So that's, that's my thoughts and I'll kick it back. What do you think? <laughs> no, after you explaining that does absolutely make sense. You have to be strategic. What is your goal? What are you trying to attain? Where are you trying to trying to go? Because like you said, if you take all of this business, you don't want to get stuck. You want to be streamlined. You want to have a vision and a path. Again, all about that preparation. Preparation is key in every aspect to whatever you do, right? When you prepare, then you can pivot easily, right? Because not mm -hmm. to say that things happen. You know, you things happen all the time. But if you've done the preparation, you can easily pivot to say, okay, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I, I would agree. You definitely don't want to sell yourself short. You want to be able to scale. You want to be able to grow. And you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. So 100% be strategic, plan. You know, yes, you need to get, you know, the, the business in front of you. But you want to be, okay, this is my cutoff. This is when I stop. This is when I switch or whatever it is that's part of your business model that you want to accomplish, you sure. want to make sure you're, you're moving in that direction. 
Yeah, Stephen, I definitely get the point. There's a lot of people that are, you know, it, it's a difference between being busy and being productive. And uh, I think, you know, when, in the very beginning, you're just trying to get as much, you know, experience as you can and as much, you know, low hanging fruit, if you will, uh, that it, it does make you rather busy. Uh, but for the time and and productivity output, it, it doesn't equate after a certain period of time. And I think that's that's got to come down to maybe the relationship between um, the company or management and and that person. So you got to there's there's got to be at some point where you've got to help that person transition from <clears throat> gathering that stuff to then, you know, hunting, if that makes sense. And I do think there's a differentiation between folks that have started their companies or have joined a company that exists, right? You know, if you're, you're starting it um, on your own, let's say, or with family or something, um, you don't have any base. There's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a eat, do we want to eat this week mentality, right? So you go and get everything yeah. without um, now, if you're, if you're, you can enter a, a company and you know, you've got some, either some draws or salary or something to help you survive while you get your feet under, under you. Yeah. Use those tools that you've got and be strategic about how you want to grow your own personal book of business, because you've kind of got house money to play with in some sense, you know, you don't have to worry about the, that the starvation, right? So, so you got to make sure you're doing it right. Otherwise you could fill yourself up with very little, you know, very little overall business, but a lot of busyness. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a lot to think about. It's a it's a struggle in the industry for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think advice. Tish, what you were saying with the you know just doing the work and how simple that seems and how you know just obvious that should be, um, it, it really isn't. And especially, and I think it's not to like dive into the weeds, but like the whole participation trophy mentality that we have a lot of times nowadays is that you know you're just kind of expected to be handed. Uh, whatever. And it just doesn't happen. Cause if, if, if it was that easy, then everybody would be C-suite and we're just not, I mean, it's a very small percentage. So you've got to go be willing to do, you know, the hard work and go above and beyond what everybody else is doing in order to get to that next level. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have a question for you, Tish. Yeah. I, in your 19 years that you've been doing this, I'm sure you've experienced some failure, right? We all have a lot of trial and error. I think I read in your, in your article. Yes. Um, with, the concept, <laughs> with the concept of step and repeat, could you discuss maybe a time when you um, faced a setback or failure and then by repeating the processes, you were able to readjust the approach and eventually lead to success? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many. Um, I mean, every so, you know, I look at failure as a and this has been a process for myself, right? Mm -hmm. This is like I'm growing, I'm learning as well as you know, as I'm talking to you guys. And so over the years, you know, I was very fearful of failure. I was afraid of what people thought, how I would just come across. Like I didn't look like, I didn't understand what was going on or I would seem dumb or something. And then over the years, I just realized with, you know, just time experience, I don't feel that way anymore. I'm authentically who I am. I, if I fail, I have no qualms about that or I feel any type of way with regards to some how they view me because I know from that failure I've learned something and I've grown. So that is I just wanted to state that because that's so important because failure so important. is a big thing. Big yeah. big thing. And it's something that I I'm so happy that I've reached a point and it's something that I still have to continue to talk to talk to my own self about. Like girl, don't even worry about that. Move on to the next one. Because it's sometimes not, you know, how you know 
you know, what happened, but how you came back from that. That's like the biggest thing, how you handled it. So as far as a specific example, um, I mean, for me, every day I'm having to, you know, direct, implement, delegate with the team. And I remember one time I gave improper instructions that led to the team going down a path that we should not have. And I had to literally quickly, first of all, I had to acknowledge that's number one, right? Like, Hey, me, I did this. This is my bad. I need everyone to stop and we need to go back to the drawing board. And the other thing about that too, just failure is as far as how I like to work, because everyone doesn't do this and you know, one size doesn't fit all. I'm a kind of, I'm in there with you. I'm never going to delegate or give work that I'm not going to be able to or can't do myself in my team. That's That's super important. Like I'll get into the trenches with you if need be, because we all are here to try to achieve that goal. So with me giving that improper instruction to the team, we were going down the wrong path and that was going to be catastrophic. I had to stop everyone. I had to have a team meeting. I had to say, hey, I made this mistake this is what we need to do to correct it. And then also just check in now. Cause you know, it's very hard to redirect the train. Once that freight train is going, people are <laughs> off. So while you tell people things, sometimes it doesn't register. So you gotta step and repeat. I had to message people after the meeting and then call people up. Just wanna make sure you got, we're not doing this anymore. And just ensure like all day, like really derail my schedule, obviously because I made the mistake to then redirect the team, get them back on the path and then everything course corrected and, and we were all good again so but awesome. you know it happens um if no you, one's perfect you said something that really rang bell and i when i went to women's leadership conference last year they talked about it um was imposter syndrome you didn't give it the definition but what you had was imposter syndrome and we and i love that you kind of overcame that and you okay overcame that because of the confidence that you got in yourself over doing the work knowing that because you put the time in that the, the confidence just builds. Um, the other thing that I like that you said was the accountability aspect of it. Taking accountability is, I think, such a big part of being a leader. When you make a mistake and then you're accountable for it, it really it sets the bar. It sets the bar that it's okay to make mistakes. We're all human. It's really how you rectify those situations. And I really think that helps uh, people in leadership positions to just show that they're being accountable and responsible. And, and it's okay to fail. And I think at the end of the day, we're not really afraid to fail. I think we're afraid to look stupid, right? It comes down to your own ego. It comes down to your pride because um, failure, it comes to the risk of, of looking a certain way, you know, giving a perception of a certain thing that is not who you are and nobody wants to look like that. Um, so that's my, my two cents. But um, were any of these steps that you, um, that you were, you talk about, have they influenced your leadership style at all at ePromos is it, or is that kind of built you into the leadership? I guess a little of both. I mean, it, it it's kind of morphed. I didn't have like a playbook when mm-hmm. I started out. So it was kind of like a morph, like as I started to get more tasks and have more responsibilities and, and, and learn and do the trial and error and fail. It just like this, these realizations came to light. And then I just, I've made my own playbook now, right? I have my, I'm laughing because I know every time I say it, everyone, it's like, what? I have my, um, <laughs> my seven P's. I live by them. All right. What are the seven P's? <laughs> um, prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. 
Oh. <laughs> Wait. It's a mouthful. You've never heard that before, Nick? I feel like that was more than seven. Hold on. <laughs> All right, do it again. Do it yeah, again. So I was counting in my head, and then I got to seven, then I felt like there was nine more. So go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. One more time. One more okay, time. So prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Seven. Okay. Seven. Come on. Adding is hard. Lots of I, just, I just looked. You had eight fingers up. <laughs> it's okay. No worries. This is why I sell promotional products and not... Promotional products, I guess. <laughs> In other words, if Meg comes to you and asks uh, if you want her to do your taxes, you might want to double think that one. <laughs> oh. All right, yeah, Tish, so what I, else? I, I feel like Meg, Meg railroaded you there with the uh, the seven right. P. What, what, what else other than the seven Ps? What's next? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, what's next? Just what's next for you in general? Like, where? what's next after C-Suite? So C-Suite, I do have another article coming out. AI. I don't want to spoil it, though. You'll just have to see it when it comes out. Some Ooh. teaser. Okay. Um, and honestly, the topics, I can kind of give you kind of like my rundown of how I think of the topics. I'm just like, it's like, what's happening now? What am I going through? What am I seeing amongst maybe some of my colleagues, some of my friends? What's the topics that people are talking about? And then I just kind of draw into that based on my operational experience and I expand. So this is all opinion, my thought, what I've seen, what I've gone through, what has been successful for me. So disclaimer, you know, everything may not work for everyone, but this is what I've gone through and seen has been um, successful. So the next one is coming out soon. And, you know, just continuing to learn, to grow, to evolve and uh, be the best, you know, individual that I can be. And just, you know, really also another, just one other goal that I want to really make sure I mention on this podcast, but just like mentoring. I know we have like promo kitchen and stuff like that. Like that's, the, that's like something that's important to me as well. Um, I'm very into volunteering into the community uh, with my family, with friends. So I just want to make sure that I'm, giving back like i've had a lot of success in my life and i now it's like to the point where i just want to share and give and so that's what i'm using these platforms to do those are some key words that my ears definitely like to hear we might have some opportunities for you uh no i'm on the on the promo cares board so those are some things there's some keywords i will definitely have to talk off of this podcast but we just wrapped up our water for good, and I am not going to give the total number yet, but we're going to have a big event with our big reveal. But it is up there, and I'm very – we, you as an industry, you guys did this. Like, everyone that's listening, the suppliers, the distributors, and the entire Promo Cares Board, this is a big number, and we're going to be able to provide a, a bunch of aqua towers, a bunch of aqua towers mm. in these impoverished communities. So really excited yeah. about that. But – more to come right. on that. More to come on that. But yeah, yes. are you still uh, are you still involved on in Perma Kitchen? Are you still a uh, what were you? Were you a chef or a sous, sous chef? Yes, me. Yeah. You're <laughs> no, the, the other Stephen. I didn't hear the name. I'm sorry. So. Uh, no, I'm not. I was a sous chef for uh, for a period of time, and I am I am no longer. I'm I've reduced my industry volunteering. I'm doing some industry and some outside industry, and. I limit myself to two boards. So yeah, I don't, I don't blame yeah. you there at all. Man. <laughs> it's I, a I lot, especially when you have kids. Sure. Mm -hmm. Two, two oh kids, God. two boards, one wife. 
Yeah. <laughs> I got to make sure I don't do two. Yeah, I hear so, that. Do you want to do any any plugs for uh for for HIPAA for HPPA while while we got you on here? Since yeah, we're... for sure. If you're in the Houston area, please uh, join our group. Um, go to our uh, website. Come to our events. Our next big event that's happening next month is the axe throwing. It's a team building <gasps> event. So much fun. If you have a team, great. If you don't have a team, we'll pair you up with a group. It's going to be very exciting. And yeah, so C- I encourage everyone to come out. And C-P-P-A. you have a, <clears throat> go ahead. I was just going to say CPPA uh, actually just did an ax throwing event last week. And uh, I was there. It was awesome. Was it? It's a lot of yes. fun. They're always yes. a lot of fun. I'm kind of a natural at it. I'm just <laughs> I am too. I have a video. I'll have to, I'll have to like post it. Like my first time throwing it, stuck it right in the middle. And I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Natural Viking. So Tish, you guys have a really cool speaker. I don't know if you want to just kind of plug that real quick. Coming to an event in September. Um, yes. I'm actually kind of excited about for you guys. Yeah. So um, we have uh, Mad. Uh, what is it? Mad Mad Max. So we have our uh, hot, uh, hot stuff show. It's a trade show that we have in the fall and he's going to be our speaker. So everyone, he's well known, obviously, uh, for selling mattresses and furnitures and obviously very connected to the Houston Astros with regards to every time they win the World <laughs> Series. Um, He's literally giving away furniture if they win, which is pretty awesome. He's an icon in the city, and we're super excited that he's going to be speaking at our event. So that's the second plug, Hot Stuff, <laughs> cool, hot stuff cool Stuff Show, um, popping off in September here Ooh. in the Houston area. Looking forward to it. Wish I could be there, actually. But I'm sure we'll hear about it. <laughs> Very cool. Right. Meg, Meg, Stephen, anything else to add to the, to the C-suite conversation, or are we... Ready nope. to wrap up. We're good. <laughs> All right. Well, Tish, thank you so much for joining us. It was awesome to have you on. Um, I will definitely have to look at that article. Meg, I know you posted in the private chat, but maybe we can get Jessica or somebody to uh, to to pull that into the comments so people can, uh, you know, just click the link and and check that article out. But definitely appreciate uh, your expertise and uh, and for coming on. Um, thank you, guys, you guys enjoyed- so much. Absolutely. If you if you guys enjoyed the podcast, it was brought to you by good friends over at Brentwood Line. They specialize in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets, a well-respected supplier known not just for their high-quality products, but also for the customer service. Brentwood Line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent, and they want to make sure that all of your expectations are met. So be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check them out uh, and to check out all the latest and greatest outdoor products. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. And uh, you know what? Until uh, I guess until next time, we'll be seeing you guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.